Okay, welcome to Hashtag Leadership, What's On Your Mind, a series of inspirational guests to talk about their story and to share what's on their mind regards to the topic of leadership. I've got some great people coming on. Today we've got Clint Ray. Hi, Clint, how are you? I'm um, great, thanks, Chu. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. So Clint, I used to work with Clint in the RAF, and he's in Australia, so hopefully the, the audio and the, the visual will be okay for us. Um, so we're going to be asking guests about their journey in leadership and some of the things they're doing in their world right now that has a, um, an impact and can add some value to your leadership journey. So Clint, just introduce yourself and tell us who you are, what you're doing, about where you've got to where you are now and then introduce yourself. Yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, so my name is Clint Ray. Um, and like Stu said, yeah, I've been um, in the military um, for... I think so about 11, 11 and a half years, almost 12 years. Um, and I would, I would probably say that was where my leadership journey started, I think. Um, I started off as a physical training instructor. Um, and then I think naturally as, as part of that trade, you gravitate towards leadership and running practical exercises. And because um, you're given that rank of corporal straight off uh, from training. So you're given that sort of responsibility anyway. Um, and you are the person that does things. So if, if any station commander or officer or anything wants something done, first people they come to, PTI. So you sort of gravitate towards that leadership position um, as you do. And I think with, when you evolve as well um, within the military, there's so many jobs that you could do. And um, I just gravitated towards being a bench training instructor, So, which is all outward bounds. I think here in Australia, I mentioned that, and they're just like, what does that mean? I'm like, outward bounds. So everything outward bounds, pretty much. And um, as I specialized within there, it just gives you some extra tools, I think, to push push the limits of of um, your participants on your programs. And, um, and yeah, just play about, really. And I think I've been pretty lucky within the whole uh, adventure training field is because in the military, you know, you, you use adventure training as a medium for for personal and professional development and um, working at Fairborn and um, other places, we, you know, were pretty lucky where we got people in pre-deployment phase before they went out to Afghanistan and Iraq. And we worked with them for a week and, um, you know, working everything sort of team, uh, team leadership, team communication, conflict resolution uh, to prepare them. I'd say the soft skills, but it's, you know, it's giving them those experiences in a, I'd say, in inverted commas, controlled environment. Um, yeah. And, you know, working with the leaders of those teams um, to in increase their self-awareness. And um, I was lucky enough to do that. And then um, I've been out to, um, out to the Middle East as well, uh, just to see what, you know, what actually happens. And when you, you know, when you go out to that environment again, as, the, as a PTI, physical training instructor, you're the go-to person to get anything done. So, um, and look, part of leadership as well is about getting people to do things. So this is a, this is a, a really good um, line is, you know, it's about getting people to do things that they don't necessarily want to do, but making them feel good about it. And, you know, you haven't, you maybe not have got that uh, authority over them, but you can influence them. So, and you know, out there, it's all about influence and, and, and persuasion. So, um, yeah, and then when you come back, it's around, you know, that decompression phase of uh, of the deployment. So, and what, you know, 
what what we found out there is you know people were coming back and they had trauma they had you know experienced things that necessarily were, were not ready for and um, we used to use the same exercises but in a different different way to get them back to i'll say normal normal but um you know just mm. to try and decompress them a little bit before that um and as well you know be, being i think you have so many opportunities there uh, within the within the military that i've had you know working with high performance teams with like such as man united Wolverhampton wanderers st helens rugby league team birmingham city um and see how they operate as a team and how their leadership um you know works within all the different individuals so I'll say just it's been yeah a really good grounding for me and I've had some you know really good leaders and mentors within military as well so it sort of set me up I think. Bob can I ask a quick question so in the first episode of this podcast I I shared my story and, and my sort of view and I'm really passionate about the military because that's where it gave me the love and the exposure to leadership and development training could you just, in your perspective, I spoke about the added value that I saw, and especially you mentioned about Fairborn, I shared about the fact that people used to arrive with a, a, a perception that they were going to have a fab week and it was going to be fun, which it was. But I was so inspired when we did the presentations at the end of the week and actually what they yeah. gained from those experiences. So what, in your perspective, yeah. what was the added value that the military was giving their teams and their people? Yeah, look, that, and I think people do, don't realise is, what they don't realise is that, yeah, you may go out canoeing, for example, um, in a pair, and you'll be out there and think, is this got to do with going out to Afghanistan or Iraq? There's no, you know, there's no rivers or, or creeks or anything like that. But it's actually the soft skills of, of working together um, in you know in the you know giving them that real life situation, but they don't actually realise that as as an instructor, we're sort of sit we, we're sat back and we can actually identify then areas for them to develop, um, and it's you, you're actually giving them the experience, but you're not being the leader or the manager of that expedition, if that makes sense. And I'll, I'll give you an example: it is I took. Uh, I took a group of signalers um, from the start of the week and I him, I was like, hey, Matt, what, um, what do you want out of the week? And he said, look, I want my team to be empowered and I want them to be able to make decisions when they need to make decisions under pressure. So I said, okay, um, this, is, this is your role for the week. I said, I just want you to observe um, and just see how it goes. And we threw, them into, we threw them into orienteering to start. Really easy, fun exercise. And it turned out they were looking for him for answers for pretty much the whole day yeah and it's the ability then to go i'm going to tailor my training to make it a little bit more um you know put maybe a little bit more pressure on on the team to come up with answers so um which culminated in going on a three-day expedition in wales over the hills and you know we set it up for them to navigate and, and things like that and um what happened was they all got lost um they walked seven kilometers in the wrong direction they're all tired they didn't they didn't eat properly for breakfast they got up late they didn't drink enough water they didn't set their compasses the night before which is all the standard you know operating procedures walked off the mountain in the wrong direction and they're sort of looking around going to the leader to go what the hell do we do and matt was about to jump in and i 
it grabbed him and said, you can. And I think sometimes in life... experience there from good old Australia. <laughs> Just go through that last little bit again, suppose. Yeah, so so look, I dragged I dragged Matt away, and I said, look, you just walk over there. Now this is this is real life now because we have to get off the mountain. It's getting dark, and you know we have to be back in the centre for four o'clock. And it's amazing. Once the leader was out of the way, they actually come together as a group and worked out where to go. Obviously, with a little bit of prodding from you know myself, um, but it, really leadership. And we talk about this a lot. Is once. It's a look. It's that ability for the leader to step out of the way to say, "Look, this is the vision. Here's the mission. Here's the direction. I want you to figure it out." Um, and it's to give them those experiences. I think sometimes leaders don't do. Like, they just don't do that because they're worried that their direct reports would be better than them. Um, and look, I, I I see this in the business world all the time. Um, yeah. But it's those, you know, the added value of, well, yes, have a fun week, but the, there are training objectives which we un- uncover as we go through the week and we give them real life. It's like an epiphany moment, right? It's like, bloody hell, I didn't realize that. And you could be on the side of Cataridris, for example. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, that, that's really Oh, my God. I thought, you know, unreal really and start shouting at people. Yeah. And, and it's that piece, isn't it? That's really I'm, I'm, my my strategy of working with business owners now is having those light bulb moments where sometimes the best thing is to step back and and watch and and listen and le- look and learn and develop and and actually do the little bits and like you said those little prods in the right direction to direct it. So yeah, what tell us what are you doing now? You've been out of the military seven years. You're still fully immersed in the leadership world. And what are you seeing out there? What are you doing um, in business? What are the bits of little bits of best practice you can share? Tell us about what the here and now looks like. Yeah, so I work for a business consultancy in the city, in in Sydney. And uh, we work with, I guess, business, business, like medium to small up to large businesses. Um, And what I do is um, I go in and I... uh, I guess I deliver all their leadership training. Um, I do executive coaching on some of the directors uh, to get their head straight um, and to actually look at them to go, look, you know, um, when was the last time, you know, you've done any training? Let's look at your self-awareness. So I work with them, but then I also work with their senior leadership teams. So we run, you know, I run group coaching sessions and I've got a structure and a and a methodology behind all of that as well. So I think a lot of times, especially within business, people want instant results and it, you know, leadership and getting better results. It's not an instant thing. Um, it takes time to, to embed a you know, leadership philosophy. And, and I think from the military specifically working with like Man United and, and some of the sports teams is I've taken that learning and put it into into action because you know for me leadership is nothing without action and sorry so yeah i said yeah leadership's nothing without action right so it's all well and good reading all the books but if you don't do anything um then then, you know you're never going to improve um so yeah so i work with that um work that i've worked I, i guess that whole transition piece has been pretty pretty much a challenge as well just to find yourself where you are but i i guarantee this and I tell a lot of my friends 
who are you know in a, you know similar to you um, or they're transitioning out. I'm like we've got so much information up in here, so many experiences, and leadership is storytelling. Yeah. So when I do do my one or two day workshops or five day workshops. It, a lot of the time, I, and I say to them, you've got all the answers. It's just around bringing it out in a story that's going to inspire people and motivate people to get them to do what you want them to do. Um, if you tell, you know, more often than not, if you shout at somebody, they're not going to, they'll do it, but are they going to feel great about it? Um, so just they, what, what, what's, yeah. I'm really, and again, one of the things I'm really kind of working on at the minute is, and again, I love the light bulb moments when this happens, is that, business owners and people who don't actually see themselves as a leader and see that responsibility. So when you talk yeah, about yeah, self-awareness, yeah. what, what do you do? Yeah. How, how do you um, increase your self-awareness in, in what you do? Yeah, well, is, um, I've worked, been working in the automotive field, right? So um, good salespeople, you know, they sell a lot of cars, they're really good. What happens? They get promoted. Um, are they necessarily great people leaders know? So what I tend to do, if I, you know, if I'm working in, in that industry, for example, I use, you know, I'll behavioral profile them. Um, so I use a disc behavior profile, which gives, it's a really simple, easy tool. Um, there's loads of different ones out there, but I found especially in Australia, that one works. Um, and it gives them a little bit more of an insight into why, why they do what they do. Um, and if they can understand that their behavior is pretty predictable, which is what it is, then we can then put in within my coaching, then I can put in things in place for them to develop learned behaviors as an example of, you know, structure, time management, uh, relationship management, people skills, um, because, you know, self-awareness is, it's a fluffy word that gets put about, but really it's a reflection on, what your impact is on you know what impact you have on others and are you a socially are you socially aware can you pick up the signs you know specifically in a meeting right as an example that you're talking too much you know are you picking up on that or are you so focused on yourself um that you have no awareness so it's to look it's multiple prong i think you know use emotion intelligence inventory as well um that it talks around that um, around, you know, are you, can you pick up the signs from other people? Um, how do you self-regulate your, your mood, for example? Um, and I've got some really good, you know, tips and tools. Like, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, like above and below the line behaviors. Are you saying it in team leadership or so you draw a line and you say, where am I? Am I above the line? Uh, and above the line is being proactive, taking initiative, making decisions, um, you know, being a, a victor. Whereas below the line, you're a victim. You're blaming people, you're making excuses, you're taking no action, you're not um, questioning the status quo, you're just silent, you don't, you know, you're not proactive at all. So I use that tool quite a lot and ask people, you know, where are you? Where were you in that meeting? Your response like, where did it push you above or below the line? So, you know, and that takes time. So it's just building up that sort of awareness of where am I? Um, you know, when I come to work, so another example is, you know, say you've got a performance appraisal to do at 9am, you wake up in the morning, you stub your toe on the way to your bathroom, um, you spill your toothpaste, you run out of coffee, you get a flat tyre, it's raining, you know, the bus, your buses or trains are delayed, you're going to arrive at 930 
where's your mind at? Where's your mindset? You're probably really annoyed. You're probably below the line. So it's to go, how do I get myself above the line? And, and those are the actions, right? So those are the actions of, right, this is how I feel. What are my choices in this situation right now? I can choose to stay angry and mad or I can do something about it. This is why I can control it, you know, circular control and concern and influence. Yeah. So, so to build that whole self-awareness, it takes a long time. And like I said, the leaders just want instant reactions like this. And I'm like, look, if you enter with, with a coach in, with me, it's minimum of 12 sessions. So it's like three months. Yeah. Um, that's that's and why it, and again, it goes on for another three months after that. Yeah, that, that's why this is all about leadership journeys and talking about yeah. other people's leadership journeys. Because yeah, one a lot of the stuff I do and see is we. I, I say this all the time. We only see what we see, and we see these great business owners, these great yeah. leaders, these great managers, and um, and we think we can get there really quickly. I remember the first ever time I was exposed to facilitation. Um, and it was Nev at um, Clamroos, and it was phenomenal. It yeah. was only review with the six of us in the pub later on, and I was like, "How do you do that as a skill?" Yeah. And it's now twelve-ish yeah. years on, and I'm starting to have that impact, and, and it's great to reflect. Yeah. And and you build those momentums and those, those skills and that toolbox of things that you can go to yeah. as a leader. Well, see. That, see, and also that's why it's a you know, coaching skill as well. What I like doing is, especially in my training, if I talk less than everyone else, then I've done a good job. But yeah. to give them a, a real life experience and then just to sit there and then pick it apart afterwards, because self-awareness is reflection, right? So as well as, you know, doing the tools, but it's sitting there in reflection. But we're also busy. And I hate using that word busy, but we're all just filling our time up and COVID-19 has given us a time to stop, reflect and, and think about that. And, you know, we're having all Zoom meetings. So instead of being in a room for two hours, it's 20 minutes. So we're having more time to sort of develop ourselves um, when we're looking at that. So, so um, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So we've you know, got a couple of minutes left. A um, couple of minutes left. I forgot to mention that. Clint, you know it's 20 minutes. So I forgot to mention, but... Um, two minutes left. Tell me a little bit about, obviously, the people listening to this are going to be interested in leadership yeah. and triggered to be thinking about leadership as a journey. I'm yeah. really interested in supercharging and telling stories about helping people on their path. What, what are a couple of things that you could share, maybe two or three things that can really get people thinking and put them in the right direction? Yeah. I'll drop a few bombs right now. Um, and and yeah, here's the first bomb, right? Leadership is not about you, but it is about you, right? So leadership's not about you, but it is about you. Uh, and that means that you take the ego out of it. It means that um, it's about the culture that you create around your team. Are they willing to give you feedback or not? Are they all... Do they know exactly what they're doing? So if you create a to it, because a lot of the time, some of the good leaders are those that do nothing, but you, that's the perception, but behind the scenes, they're pulling the strings, right? So there's one. Um, the next one, leaders create leaders. So it's around being a leader, training leaders to have a succession plan. Go in. Yeah. Um, there's a good book by Legty, about the old one of their mottos. Uh, I'm always on about this one. What got you there won't get you here. 
um, in my levels of leadership. So you've got, you know, team leader, level one, level five. That well, means like delegation. That just start that one again, Claire. We just had a bit of a worldwide disruption there. <laughs> It's the hamster. I think it's the crocodiles biting through the through the broadband line. I think down here. Lovely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Go on, do that last one again, please. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, like, what got you here won't get you there, right? So awesome. you know, it's about there are levels of leadership, right? So level one leadership, you know, is just de basic delegation where you've got level five, which is you're sat at the top of the tree and it's around empowering other people, so you don't have to be taking charge and commanding. I think the common misconception with the military is, oh, we're all level one leaders, which is take charge and be, you know, command and control and delegate. And no, that's, you know, you can't use that as you step up to like supervisor, manager, general manager, CEO. So it's a, that, that's why leadership is a continued journey um, awesome. of education, I think. So, man, I've got, I've got heaps. Of, I've got I know, time. I know. Well, I've got heaps what? of stuff. We're going to have to get you back on again, I think. Thank you so much for your time. I know we had yeah. we were worrying about the um, connection, weren't we? So, Claire, always great to see you, mate. Um, thank you very much for your time and sharing your story. I um, hope you enjoyed that, everybody. Um, that's the first ever episode on the first guest on Hashtag Leadership, What's On Your Mind. I'm super excited to be sharing all the other guests I've got lined up for you. And if you like this, make sure you follow. Um, you can watch it on YouTube or follow it on your podcast provider and look us up on Star Development UK or Stuart Waddington across my social media platforms. So, Clint, thank you again and see you all guys next week. Bye. Thanks, Stuart.